you know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. I'm Francis. And I'm Nubia. And we're sitting here with Bogi Palotas. Hello. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, girls. How are you? All the way from Budapest. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, girls. For sure. So you're born in Hungary, but you traveled and lived in Germany, Italy, Spain, and Egypt. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Exactly. I think that's great. And then you're back living in Hungary right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I moved to Germany when I was uh, seven years old with my mom, my dad and my brother. And we brought a cat back from Germany. We ended up moving <laughs> between the two I countries. <laughs> I'm a cat. Like, I love cats. Yeah. And uh, we moved back and forth between the two countries. So I went to a bunch of different schools and I looked like a little boy because I had short hair. And uh, in Germany, we moved to like a small town. So people were like questioning, <laughs> questioning uh, if it's a boy or a girl because Bogi obviously doesn't mean anything to Germans. In uh, Hungarian, it's the short for buttercup. Uh, which is Boglarka, but I never really felt like a yellow flower, I guess. And my hair, when I was little, looked like punk baby. And <laughs> my mom was like, so this is really cool. This was the 80s, and people thought that my mom was just like, yeah, my, my girl is going to be a super cool punk chick. And the truth was that my hair just didn't grow. <laughs> <laughs> you had a story before you even knew you had a story. That's so funny. Yeah. So yeah, but um, the, my hair did grow eventually, right? <laughs> but anyways, too much talk about my hair. Not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so what what brought you to living in Italy, Spain, and Egypt? Well, I was always a big fan of Italian culture. Of course, also the men, but <laughs> food and <laughs> the country. And I put it all out there. <laughs> yeah. I really loved, uh, but to be honest, I really loved how Italian sounded and I wanted to learn Italian instead of French, but that was the option in school, Latin or French besides English in Germany. And I decided if I could, that I would just study Italian later on. So my Italian teacher had this opportunity in going to a campsite and it was uh, spontaneous. I immediately said yes. I had no idea what was, you know, going to happen or you know, it was a reception. It was at the campsite. I'm not really good with numbers, I think. But I still said yes. And I went down with a school group that uh, I didn't know because they said I could go for free on a bus ride and with eighth graders. And I could finally sit, you know, next to the teachers. And I was like 20, 21. And uh, I ended up in Italy and I got a bottle of champagne from the bus driver. He's like, this is super expensive, but I have to drive. Welcome to Italy. And I stayed for a month and it was great. I didn't know where I was going to sleep or, you know, nothing. But it was worth the adventure. I had a great time 
And I also realized that sitting at the reception is probably not what I want to do, but it was close to the sea. So. Wow. So you just kind of went with it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was Italy. And I thought, okay, freedom, a sense of freedom, adventure. And Spain was like, I always wanted to try, you know, a little bit. If I know I'm not a good dancer when it comes to choreographies. I enjoy dancing, but it's more like, yeah, it's 90s tunes. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, there I knew I had to make a fool out of myself, but that I could escape winter. So I ended up on Fuerteventura on the Canary Islands for more than a month uh, throughout Christmas and New Year's Eve. And I had to go on stage. I had to dance. Um, we had to do embarrassing things like dress up as Snow White or a ballerina. Me as a ballerina so was really weird. And do, do the sketches on, on stage, which I think weren't funny, but still I had to do it. And I was also put in charge of the mini club with the children. That wasn't my favorite so much because I think I should be more with grown-ups or with people above the age of seven <laughs> where we can actually communicate. But yeah, I mean, we had, imagine 10 French kids going around and I was like, ça suffit, and that's all I knew. A gouache, a droite, and problem solved. So yeah, it taught me I'm a good problem solver, even with children, but better. Well, you went on these little mini adventures and you learned about yourself and what you tolerated, you know, what you can tolerate, what you don't. So you realize that you'd like to communicate with little people over the age of seven. <laughs> yeah, that's, Do you yeah, understand the words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Can you please respond? <laughs> <laughs> so what was her time like in, uh, in Egypt? Oh, Egypt is a whole different story. Because first off, I don't know if you're familiar with Tayo Cruz. Uh, he was a UK R&B singer who was big uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, there is a music festival here called Balaton Sound, which is really big in Hungary. Um, you can party at the Hungarian Sea, which is a, a, a large lake. And I was like, yeah, let's go. We partied there. And then we went to another concert of this guy. And I arrived early in the morning by train to go on two plane rides to Egypt with five people that I didn't know. Sorry, four plus a friend of mine for, an, uh, for three weeks. And I was a reporter which sounds really fancy, but what I did was talk to Hungi uh, sorry, German and English guests about their experience at the hotel. How's the pool? Do you like the food? Would you ever come back here? <laughs> and make sure it sounded like they were having fun and want to talk to me and not lie in the sun <laughs> instead. So right. that was very, it was very hot. It was very, very hot. And of, it was demanding. You had a lot of <laughs> random, really random <laughs> I have more just shorter versions, but Egypt was like, the food was so good. It's, I mean, how else would I end up at five-star hotels, right? I can't afford it. But there, the food sometimes was so good that I thought I would I would like to cry because it's so good and I would just work here for the food. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, sometimes you just have that good-ass food and it's just, it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? I'm not even a foodie. So if even if I'm convinced, it was great. It was amazing. But uh, yeah, I had other adventures as well of, about traveling. I'm sure you have because you seem like you just, <laughs> you just blow with the wind. You know, <laughs> hey, you want? Okay, yeah, we'll just do that. I don't know you. I don't know where I'm going. But we'll just go anyway. <laughs> Sounds like fun. It's great. <laughs> but, that's, but that's amazing yeah, I, because it just shows you that you're a people person. Which leads you into where you are now yeah. as a tourist guide. So you deal with Americans who travel over to Budapest. 
Yes. And you do tours. Yep, correct. So how is it like dealing with us foreigners? <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean Americans or foreigners? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, before I started doing these student tours, I wasn't sure how I was going to recognize the American, well, mostly girls coming my way. But then my boss just said, oh, you'll know. <laughs> and that said everything. And after a while, I just knew because it was what I thought, you know, what I had seen on TV, you know, watching high school or movies about high school or college life. I thought it was exaggerated with the popular girls or like the fun girls or, you know, the stereotypes. And of course, I do get them on my tours and I enjoy it a lot. It's so funny. People share so much with me. Some stuff I don't even want to know. But they're still like, <laughs> going to their details about their night before and I love it it's great it feels like high school or college all over again but this time I just get to listen and give advice so people ask me random stuff like should I sleep with this person and I'm like I don't know if you want to like right why should I answer that I'm so happy that people think my opinion matters with their sex life like the bartender of the tour guide like you know the, we always <laughs> cry to the bartender at the bar yeah it's true. I'm a little, I'm a psychologist. I like to, I like to guess zodiac signs on tours and play some games with them. You know, like you have to imagine, well, I'm not going to say it because then I can play it anymore, but just, you have to think of three animals and then I analyze what that means Got and it. stuff like that. It's just for but fun. But it's amazing though. This, this is a great episode because of the fact that we're asking foreigner, <laughs> right? About your interaction <laughs> with, with Americans. <laughs> With foreigners, yeah. <laughs> with foreigners, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. good to hear how your interaction is with Americans who come over. Because a lot of times, and I'm not going to lie, when I travel, I don't necessarily want to be around other foreigners. I rather prefer, you know, be around locals and everything else. So I just want to know your interaction that you have with the Americans <laughs> who come over into your country and how we are perceived there, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I get to, you know, hang out with the students who already spend time in Europe, who want to come to Europe and who can afford to come to Europe. So I already have like a filter, which obviously doesn't mean anything because money is one thing and then traveling culture is another. But I also think that people who come to Budapest are the ones who are actually interested in something alternative, something cool, you know, because it's it's on their list. It's just not just like they want to go to Rome or Paris or Barcelona, by the way, I love these uh, cities, uh, but uh, just, I feel like they already think like, okay, I want to go beyond that. And I think Budapest is a super cool city. And I'm always amazed how people actually know about us and that we exist. And, and sometimes they even know, you know, about the thermal baths and stuff like that. And this has changed because Budapest has, has become like a cool city to go to. Awesome. Tell Someone us what Budapest offers. I haven't been. It's on my list. <laughs> but I heard it's beautiful. Okay, so. You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. Budapest offers uh, two sides, Buda and Pest, right? Buda is the hilly side, Pest is the flat side. We say that, you know, people in Pest usually say that people in Buda are rich and snob, and then and they're probably jealous and um, not snob and living on this side, not rich either. 
And then Buddha people can say, like, you know what, Pest is only nice because you have an awesome view on Buddha. <laughs> and we come here to party. <laughs> and we come here to throw up. And that's it. No, just kidding. But, you know, if you, <laughs> if you want to party, you would probably go to Pest. Uh, you want to see, see some street art. There to play escape games, uh, which kicked off here in Europe in 2011, or thermal baths uh, on both sides, but mainly Buddha. And we have the largest pinball museum of Europe, which is super pinball. fun. Uh, I love That's it. Awesome. Um, yeah, pinball. It's so random. We're just saying random facts now. Obviously, Budapest is amazing sites on both sides, which you have to see in the evening. We have the third biggest parliament in the world. Amazing views. We have chairlift. We have a children's railway that goes through the forest and a lot of open air gardens and the most famous i think nowadays are ruin bars maybe mm-hmm. you heard of it yeah. so uh, ruin bars are basically in old uh, abandoned buildings or they were abandoned and it's like a trash style bar with a gnome on a swing a phone booth you can push some buttons and girl moans on old school computer screens and just you know random stuff and it's a big bar with more floors in a 19th century building with a foyers around and uh Big courtyard in the middle. I'm like sold. I'm like, where are we going? I'm like, (laughs) like, damn, that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Budapest. So you pretty much live a a freelance lifestyle. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Thank God. (laughs) That was my dream. That was my dream from when I was 14. I had this really cool history teacher. She was a tour guide herself while teaching. And I come from a teacher family. So I thought, initially I thought I want to become a teacher and I did teach at a language school and in private for a while and I really enjoyed it. And I also did some tour guiding, but then tour guiding took over. I had to focus, which is sometimes hard. And then I started focusing on that and now I forgot what the question was. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's my focus. It's basically, Francis was asking <laughs> that, you know, you, so you, you're a freelancer. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and about your yeah. freelance life now. Yeah, yeah, freelance life leads to good focus, as you can see. I got to try a lot of fun stuff, like um, I sold insoles for one hour at the boat show, <laughs> and then I went in a... Is it called camper or like where you can sleep? Yeah, so with, I went with a couple from Australia uh, and the UK, but also somehow Hungarian. I don't remember. Maybe the the man was Hungarian, the woman was from the UK, but they were living in Australia. They were back and had their own invention, something for cars. I don't drive. I have no idea. But they saw me selling the insoles and were like, we need you as our salesperson on a boat show in Germany for a couple of days. And we were going by camper and we're going to sleep in it. And I thought, oh, Germany, South Germany, where my friends are? Hell yeah, I'm going. So I went with this old, older couple and I slept in the camper with them. And the weirdest thing that happened along the way is that we stopped at the parking lot of a Tesco, which probably like Walmart in, in, uh, in America or maybe Tesco. And they pulled out chairs and a table. And what we brought from Tesco, they started eating it in the parking lot. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this is really weird. And this is not like, we're not at a campsite. Why is this happening? But then I realized they're rich, you know, they're rich. And maybe this is why, because they're not spending money on food. 
<laughs> too much. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> and, I've had. You know, I've had an I feel like I'm, after this podcast, we just need to just go to <laughs> Budapest and just really like just listen to every last story because it's just so. <laughs> so yeah, just you know, travel to camper with some <laughs> strangers, oh, yeah, yeah. older couple, <laughs> older couple. Yeah, it was. <laughs> You it was like a little weird. You know, like they introduced me. To, sex, yeah, they introduced me to earplugs because they were snoring like really loudly. And also, I thought, well, it did, didn't matter because I could still hear everything. So you know, when you're camping outside of Munich, which is not really, I think, not really made for camping, or maybe it was still in Munich. And I wake up, you know, I have to pee and other things, and you only can find a bush, but people are walking their dogs. And you have to finish before the dog gets to you. It's a different type of adventure <laughs> as you can experience. So I was like, okay, this is a little weird, but I mean, I have to go. So. First of all, let me just say, oh my God, my I think starts. camping is great, <laughs> but that's the one part about camping I do not like. I will hold that shit until <laughs> literally, <laughs> pun intended. There's no way in hell I try to go to the bathroom outside of the tent. It's kind of free. You know what I mean? I actually went camping for the first time in Japan. It was a beach camping. And we were there for probably longer than I probably should have been there. And I think we were there like (laughs) four or five days. Is it the toilet or at the camping? So they had showers that you had to pay and you had 15 minutes. So I had to be like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I had to like (laughs) rush to do But it was, and I was in a tent and... It was really just weird, and I don't know. I mean, I, I liked it for, like, the first two days, but I think four or five was just too, too much. much for me. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and the toilet was a little different, you know, the whole squatty potty thing. And At least they had toilets, because when I was camping, yeah. we had a bucket. Oh. Where was this? <laughs> well, in the States. But I don't want to like, go there. <laughs> because... I don't be. Well, because the bathroom would be like all the way, and I'm nobody walking was walking, the walking all the, the way. So they would have a bucket that you can go. Oh, I got you. And at night, and then you just dispose of it. People uh-huh. who camp on a regular basis is. Yeah, yeah but when you know. said that, when you said that no one was walking, I thought okay, because in the United States everyone's driving, right? So I'm like, is <laughs> <laughs> it driving? Well, I toilet. nobody was walking to the damn. <laughs> place to use the bathroom yeah it was a lot so i was just like camping's not really yeah, no. my thing <laughs> yeah glamping maybe is my thing yeah I, I like to be in a cottage and be like oh i'm camping like that's my thing <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's okay when when it's not raining yeah. and when there's a toilet and and when i was younger i did camp and then we sneaked into like the pool next door and stuff so that was fun but yeah i think i probably I also did a lot of couch surfing and I would I think I'm probably not going to do it anymore although I had a lot of good experiences only one bad and it was so much fun I met random people from all over the world really literally from Finland to Russia it's just very cool if you open your doors to complete strangers yeah. well, it seems like your whole life was like one ball of adventure You know that's funny that you say it because I have constant fear of missing out I feel like my life used to be so exciting and now I feel like I can't can't live up to the idea that I have that about myself what I should be doing. I love my job and uh I 
also had this idea, you know, how I wanted to work in travel and be a tour leader and then go abroad and do it there. And when I ended up doing it for the Central Europe tours, going to Berlin and Krakow and Prague and Budapest, I enjoyed it a lot. But I also realized it's super demanding. You know, I'm not under like I'm not 20 something anymore. So obviously that's another thing. But it just sounds better I think yeah. then it really is after a while so I decided you know what I'm just gonna be a tour guide in Budapest sleep in my own bed and then hopefully make enough money to go abroad and have these adventures but not in a tent <laughs> and not in a campsite <laughs> so yeah this uh, I think it's these are two different things some things that we imagine and then I even turned down two three types of jobs that was about going abroad and then traveling and having this like boom boom flights 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 and then I was a little sad with my myself that I did, you know, that I'm not doing it. But then I realized, you know what, you turned down three of these jobs for a reason. It's because you experienced it and now you have changed and you have other things that you want. I don't know how, how this is with you. No, I, we totally get it. Number one, you say you have to be true to yourself, right? And number two, I think we talk about slow travel all the time and, you know, Nubia realized she's not the backpacker me neither three to six months you know get situated and you know can i unpack my shit please yeah uh, (laughs) amen for her yeah it's it's not for me either like i think me two months three months i'm usually ready to like oh what's next but girl she is busting out of her scenes (laughs) she's like i gotta go i gotta go where am i going so although i like to travel i think usually six months is probably my max okay uh at any one place yeah no i totally get it i totally get it that is so cool but you're like a different type of freelancer because you see i'm i have to be at work i have to be i mean i love it i am a tour guide in budapest so I ha- I have to work in the high season and I love escaping here to Lake Balaton and to some other beautiful places within the country. Or, I mean, I'm we're really close to Croatia or to the Czech Republic for that matter or to Austria or whatever. We're in the heart of Europe. So flying to Rome is like an hour. So everything is actually within reach, which is which is great. But it's also a little bit like, oh, my God, there's so many opportunities. Where should I go? Should I go back again there? Because I really loved it. Should I do this? And then, you know, I end up doing nothing because i'm overwhelmed with the choice and i really sometimes just need a good kick in the ass of someone who loves to organize stuff because i already organize my tours so in my private life like to transport somewhere with a transfer somewhere without doing anything that's a really good problem to have i mean to be honest with you the great thing about like your story is the fact that you're just like opportunity is everywhere so you understand that you know you're not in this box where you're like I'm only going to do this. No, it's like, let me go try this. You know, at least I can say I tried it. And maybe I'll try that. Oh, shit. What about that, too? You know, and it takes you around the world. It takes you to meet new people, to have different experiences. And it takes a really flexible and open kind of person to do that. Mm -hmm. Because we're so caught up in our heads about, like, I can't do that. I don't know if I can do that. You know, you you, you talk yourself out of it. Where it's almost like you're like a free bird. You're like, you know what? Why not? So that's a really good problem to have. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not like, oh my gosh, should I go to the United States three times a month because I don't have the money for it. I'm saving up because I've never been to the States. So obviously that's very high on the list. Because it's somewhere that I really want to go to. Not a a good reason, but it's it's one good for me. Where do you want to go? Like what state? Okay, so I did a BuzzFeed test. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and it said I should go to Charleston, 
based on my personality. Um, yeah. But I. Well, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> she got tears in her eyes. But yeah, I think I would probably want to go south first. And to be honest, probably to like Wilmington, North Carolina, is it? Because really? I used to watch Dawson's, Dawson's Creek and they filmed there. And I want to go see Hanging Moss Trees. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, the first so person. that is. <laughs> Usually people go New York, New York City, California. <laughs> California. You're like, no. Wilmington, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go. I want to go off. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of big cities. Yeah, okay. So I'm not like, of course, it would be great to see New York, whatever. But I think I'd probably go to like, to want to see more nature okay. or like. I like the Midwest. You know, like Forrest Gump is running through the cornfield <laughs> or just that type of. I love your whole references <laughs> of movies. I love it. <laughs> so someplace like Oregon, maybe Seattle or something like that. Yeah. Colorado. Portland would be great. Yeah, I think you probably like that. I, yeah, I think. I right, never mind. It's a, it was gonna be another movie reference, but I'm not <laughs> even sure. But so yeah, it's just yeah. I, I want to go to like small towns. I think small towns because I grew up, where I grew up in Germany was a small town with you know cows and just like slow and and just no rush. You know, like just chilled out. And I prefer that. I, I think I if I went when I went to Berlin, I was overwhelmed. And I know I come from a city that has two million people more or less. And I don't know how much Berlin has, but it's, of course, compared to Budapest, it was really big, and I felt very small. Yeah. And uh, although it has great opportunities, Berlin is amazing. And in fact, I have to connect you with a friend there, because I think you would love her, and she would love you too. Please do. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so for me, going to big city would be just, I think, a little intimidating and not so high on my list. But yeah, California, of course, I would also love to go there. Because everyone wants to go there, I know. But it's just like, in the 90s, there was a song by Savage Garden. It's an Australian band, you probably know. It's called Santa Monica. It's a little melancholic, but I don't know. I just really liked it. So that would be one reason. So, Boogie, tell us, you know, you've been to a few different places. What is something that you remember that, you know, was like amazing to you? Something that either left you in awe or something like, you know, anything that kind of comes to mind? Oh, that's so hard to say, but I spent a month in Italy at a language course and going and we did some side trips from there. We went over to Sicily and we also went to this place called Tropea, uh, which if you Google the water is as if it was photoshopped, the sand is white. And I didn't know that this was possible in Europe. And of course, I mean, I was very, very young and, and I don't even know if we were, you know, we didn't have smartphones, so we had no idea. And I certainly did not know about it. So I think Tropea was like, wow, it was definitely one of the places that I, that I would want to go back to. And then the other one was Spain, Fuerteventura, the, the Canary Islands in general. I just, I felt like I was at the end of the world because it's the most southern part of Europe. And it feels like, you know what, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world or in Europe, or whatever, I'm so far away from everything. There's, I, when I was going to work in, uh, in Fuerteventura, two goats, or sorry, donkeys, closed, like, crossed my path, and I couldn't go home because I was like, uh, there are two wild donkeys, I only had one vodka soda, and there's a, there's a full moon, so maybe I'm just imagining stuff, and it's only one donkey, but I, 
I just couldn't go home. So it was a surreal uh, experience that I had to eat until the donkeys in the moonlight uh, went there somewhere else. You're like, wait, can I see that? Yes, exactly. Let's say the donkey stopped and had a conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been really uh, under influence then, but I, I don't do drugs at all. Um, I I'm an I, I don't even smoke. I'm an anti-drugs and anti-smoking person. I don't drink cola and coffee, so I'm also probably a little and weird. That's so different <laughs> for Europe because this seems like everybody smokes in Europe. I know. I just I just thought you know what? Of course, I did try it when I was in high school, but not because of pressure. Because I never. I mean, I couldn't care less what other people you know thought of me. I just tried it because my friend and I were out, you know, 90s R&B and hip hop parties and and I just tried it and I thought, you know what, I can get used to it, but I don't want to. I need my voice. <laughs> I can dig it. So speaking of this, yeah. quick reference of the 90s hip hop yeah. era, who's your favorite band? Oh, my favorite band. You can like you can probably guess for those who can see the video. The notes behind my back is Boys to Men. Boys to Men is all the way my favorite R and B band. I, I love it. Accidentally, like happened to get their CD because a friend of mine didn't like it because she was more into the Backstreet Boys, and her boyfriend at that time <laughs> went to the United States and came back with Evolution, the album of Boys to Men, and she was like, you know what? I'm just going to give this to you because I don't listen to it. And later on, uh, I found out, like, I even met this guy and became friends with him. And I had no idea they were dating. And I was like, oh, so your CD from the United States is actually safe with me now. It's in good hands. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) I love it. I love it. No, that's amazing because you had shared a story about traveling to a Voice to Men concert. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I I did I go I did go to Dublin, to London, and to Munich to see Boys to Men. And a shout out to Yemi, a friend of mine from London, who actually surprised me and my friend with meet and greet tickets. By the time we got to meet Boys to Men, I was nearly passing out, but not because I was so excited. It's because I was so freaking hungry, thirsty, and I had to pee. <laughs> so I've made problems of my life. Really, and I was like, you know what? I don't care if Sean's gonna kiss me or whatever. I'm just gonna go. Um, you got yeah. pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> made, I made, we made it through, but I mean, I I have the memory of the photo, and we got you know autographs, and the boys were super sweet. I mean, men, sorry, <laughs> I were super sweet, and I'll never forget it, ex- especially when I got the rose, and when one of the boys. Uh, in Dublin, came down and asked, like, where are you from? And I had the microphone in front of me, and I was like, I came all the way from Budapest. And then he's like, give it up for Budapest, y'all, Hungary, y'all. And then everyone was like, yeah, cheering. So that was super cool. And I love concerts, and I love traveling for concerts. Like, also spontaneously, I surprised my friend with the Christina Aguilera tickets uh, that I got from eBay the night before, and we would travel to Austria, and we met her backup dancers later on. And I had a sign for Christina. I was in the audience, obviously, in the front row, because I'm only 5'5", so I wanted to see something for my money, right? 
And I was there, and I said, did you kiss Pink? Because <laughs> I wanted to get her attention. And, and at the Pink concert, I think, did you kiss Christina? So I was like, anyway, getting some uh, some attention. So, yeah. We need to hang out with both of yeah, This is a good time. Hang out I with you. friendships. It's like my friend just surprised <laughs> me with, like, meet and greet. My friends don't even bring me fucking cookies. She went and got a chocolate chip cookie today. Do I have a chocolate chip cookie? No. <laughs> no, I you were, I'm turning a new leaf or something. Whatever. I'm trying to save you from yourself. <laughs> I'm going to Budapest. Oh. <laughs> Peace out. But you should go to. You know where you should be going? Lauren Lauren Hill's concert. She's not coming to Europe. She's doing all this 20th anniversary concerts in in in, in America. I'm so jealous. I'm not in America. We're in I know. Thailand. Oh, you're right. Shoot, shoot. Oh, this is my focus. Never mind. You said it at the beginning, but I thought we were talking Americans and R&B. And like, I'm like, oh, what yeah. hell in Never America? Mind. I'm like, oh, what in America? <laughs> Never mind. This is like putting me in a great light, like my lack of focus, as if I was just like, It's all know, good. Not even, no. When it comes to music, I think my mind just switches off. and just, I'm so enthusiastic about all the songs and I love, this is my hobby when I was 10, like guessing songs and who who the artist was, what the song's name was. And then obviously didn't know English. So I wrote it down in Hungarian, what it sounds like so that I could later on remember. And I, I still have this because I keep a journal so since the age of seven, so it's the most embarrassing things are inside, but it's it's so funny. Sorry. It's funny to reread so it. So whenever we do trivia, you're like the person to call. If it's like music <laughs> yeah. trivia. Like yeah. knows it. If it's a pop quiz. You know, I you know the the DNA of music, the website that deals with it is whosample.com. I think it's an amazing website. But I had this idea before I just couldn't I just was ten years old and I didn't know how to turn this into profit. I wasn't raised with a business mind, but never mind. <laughs> so it looks like I came with that idea first. <laughs> yeah, when I was ten. So Woogie, what's uh, what's next on the list for you in regards to travel or what's cooking in the oven? Oh my God! Uh, well, I would love to go to Valencia, but the flights are super early, so I'm considering going getting stairs to a different option somehow because I am not a morning person. I'm a super night owl. But the other would be definitely the United States. I have to save up for it. And actually, I, what I have to do is plan stuff. And I'm really, I'm procrastinating a lot. And I am just like, oh, my God, I should travel. I want to travel. Where should I go? And then, it, I don't know. It's just, I'm saving up, saving up. And hopefully, I'll get, like, I, I think I'm just going to do spontaneous trip within Europe very soon. That's nice. Europe is a great place to just travel around. But it's funny. So you said Valencia. Let me just have a little small little story about that. Oh, yeah. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I wanted to find a name. And so I took out a map and I looked at all the little places. And Valencia was a place that I was like, that's such a beautiful name. Valencia. And that was actually in my list of names. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So you, because in Hungary, you can't, like, you have a list from which you can choose from. You can't just go like, oh. My child's going to be Valencia or whatever. So here you cannot do that. Really? No, you have to choose from whatever list they have. And even the spelling, let's say you want to name your child Jennifer, the spelling in Hungarian for the J sound is D-Z-S. 
So it looks a little weird, in my opinion. So the government regulates what you can name your children? On one side, it's actually good because it cannot be called like chair or whatever. So you can't have completely <laughs> random names because I'm sure that some people would just end up calling their kids really weird names. And I mean, my, my friend who's a tour guide herself, she always gets a kick out of knowing the names of my friends because we never hear about them, you know, because we have a limited list. Never hear, okay, like in, in quotes, because I mean, in Hungary, we don't have those names. We have different names. So it's interesting. And sometimes also hilarious because it means something well, else. In America, you can name your kid anything. anything. You know, Beyonce's child's blue. Um, mm-hmm. Whose child's name is Apple? I don't know. iPhone. Uh, <laughs> iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> you mean Angela Jolie? <laughs> Not Angela. Someone with the. It was the other. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm. Her daughter's name is Apple. There's really? a couple of names. Oh, yeah, we have that in. The oh, you do movie. have Apple. That, yeah, and I think it's weird. Yeah, and we even also we have strawberry, but that's my favorite fruit, so. Strawberry. I don't know. It's for me that's weird to 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 name your child according to fruits or after fruits. But it was also weird to me when I first heard Mercedes or Rain. But whatever. If you know, it's better than naming your child after yourself. There's a whole generation that named their children after alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, Alize. Alize. <laughs> Bailey's. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> it is just so weird like i think like your name kind of your name probably will influence your destiny at some point you know and then i mean okay mine's a yellow flower but i don't know it's just i don't know it's just weird for me but it's very very entertaining for sure. <laughs> so boogie what advice do you have for folks who are looking to do the same things that you're doing living that freelancer life wanting to be a tour guide what could you tell them So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. Well, first off, if you want to do it, then don't listen to anyone else telling you that it's not a proper job because it totally is. If you're not going to an office from nine to five, it's still a valid and good job. And you need to start out somewhere, of course. So you're probably going to be doing or having more uh, jobs on the side. Me too. Like I used to work at the movie theater or uh, did other stuff and grab every opportunity just out of curiosity. So I think you should too. And then see what brings you the most joy and stick to, to that because then you won't have Mondays. And if you want to be a tour guide, the other great thing about this is that you're not going to uh, have to deal with the same people. So, for example, how people maybe don't like a certain person at their workplace. Well, you never have to see them again. But this is also sad because you get become friends with so many people along the uh, way and wish that they would stay longer in your city. And with some people you keep in touch, but you would just love to hang out more with them. And yeah, I think just really go for it, try and hold on to it and don't listen to others that even years later will tell you like, when are you getting a proper job? 
they're probably just bored at their own life, you know. Maybe it's a little mean, but uh, yeah, this is my advice. Hopefully, you can be a great tour guide and uh, hang out with me in Budapest if you come so we can share fun stories about uh, things that happened on tour. Because I know I keep a journal with the fun stories, too. <laughs> That's awesome. You Thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate you being on the show. You're the first person I, I can honestly say that had such a free spirit. Yeah. So oh. I know you will resonate with other free spirits yes. or people who feel like their free spirit is being like diminished because of, like you said, what other people say. Thank you. Well, thank you. you. Having me on the show was a blast talking to you. Yeah, I'll be keeping so touch. Fun. I laughed so, so hard. <laughs> for sure. And we're coming. I promise oh, yeah. you we're coming. <laughs> you, sh- you should. and uh, You really should. I'm looking forward to it. This will be even more fun <laughs> in uh, real yes. life. <laughs> so where, where can people find you on social media or any of that good stuff? Oh, yeah, right. So my website's called B-Side Tours. B stands for Bogey Boys to Men and Budapest. <laughs> And <laughs> so it's bsidetours.com is uh, my website and my Instagram is the same, bsidetours. I don't have a personal one because I don't. I think the, Bud- the Budapest pictures are way more interesting than if I took selfies. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know, honestly. Some people love that whole <laughs> personal it. interaction. But either way it goes, if you guys are in Europe or in Hungary specifically, Make sure to check her out on B-Side Tours. Thank you so much, Boogie. Thanks, girls. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com, for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.